The Drive Stop for at 4. Hour number two of The Drive underway. It's Fan Run Radio. Time for your top four at four. Marcus, hit me. Thank you, Russell. At number one, gone for good. Tom Brady says that he is retiring from football for the second time. You'll be back. Good riddance. He says, quote, he's retiring for good from football, ending a storied 23 NFL career, during which the star quarterback won seven Super Bowls and set numerous records. But he announced Wednesday on social media that he wouldn't change a thing about his career. But he is done. Just hit me like a ton of bricks. It hit you like a ton of No, he is uh, Tom Brady retiring. Retiring, I believe there is nobody or at least no position player in the NFL anymore who's older than me. Hmm. That's what, uh, kind of why I've been rooting for him to keep it going here the past couple of years. Like, there's, there's no kickers. Like, it makes me. It's like, hey, Ed, if this guy could play the NFL, I'm still a young man. I don't have that anymore. Damn it! You don't, Damn it. You don't have uh, like like Robbie Gold. He's not. Like he's he's been, a kicker. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there are. You're, are you being a athlete. skilled? I'm position? talking about real players, oh, okay. Marcus. Guys who have the threat of getting their brains bashed in. Guys who have to run around, run away from people. Athletes, you know. I mean, some dude with a apostrophe in his name who can kick it hard. I mean, technically, if you think about it, it comes down to them sometimes. That was a little xenophobic, wasn't it? We don't have many foreign kickers anymore. Remember when, like, all the kickers were... <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like no? it's that way with punters now because we've got a bunch of Australian dudes. Yeah. The kicker for Atlanta is. But you would never. You can no. You can't I mean, just, you're, you're talking about like during the 70s and 80s where it was, and it it, it wasn't Del Rio. It Dramatica. was Del Rio. It was a lot of the <laughs> like Eastern European guys. Uh, Morton Anderson is. Oh, how you doing, eh? I'm a Viking kicker. No, literally, I'm from. I'm a Viking. Uh, what was that guy name in the Dolphins? I'm from Norway. I don't know why they talk you, like that. You premium. They, they had a, <laughs> what Just was his first name? Garo. Garo Uprimian. They had a bunch of those guys in the 70s. Remember they had that, I don't know if you maybe, this may be a little bit before your time. Denver had a barefooted punter back in the day. And he'd Why get out there like. they they could kick better barefoot? Some guys just said you got better contact with the ball. I guess. I mean, it, it got, boys, it, it'd be like ten below in Denver, How, snowing. That guy trot with, out there. Are they kicking with their toe or with like it's, the side it, of their foot or? No, it's uh, it's you kick with the top of your foot, like the top of your foot, like I'm talking kickoffs, not punts. Oh, on kickoffs, yeah, they kick with the side of their soccer style kick. I mean, you didn't see no damn straight ahead kicker kicking barefooted. Is that a word, barefooted? I'd just like to point out real quick, Young Wei Koo is a South Korean kicker for the Atlanta Falcons. So just to give you a quick correction there. At number two. Correct. He said that there were no any foreign kickers. Uh, Not as many anymore. It used to be almost exclusively dominated by. And I think there were like former Serb soccer guys that couldn't play at the level to, I guess, what Premier League is now. I guess not. At number two, 
Jerry Jones confirms that Mike McCarthy will be calling the offensive plays for the Cowboys. That should fix everything. In 2023, he will be the franchise's first head coach to call plays since Jason Garrett back in 2012. The McCarthy will run a version of the West Coast offense used from 2006 to 2018 with the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, they had Kellen Moore, who was the offensive coordinator from 2019 to 2022. And they, I guess, kept more closer to his system for Dak. Now they're going to go towards what you would see with Green Bay back when McCarthy was there. Uh, seems weird for a guy who is an offensive-minded head coach to not be in more control of his offense. How many more got Yeah, that, I guess so. How many NFL guys call their own plays? I, think, I, I, I bet know. Shanahan does. McVay. Those guys I feel definitely. Like McVay does. Um, I think Peyton probably does, doesn't he? I guess so. I guess they're still out there. Vra- Vrabel's calls all like in the defensive minded coaches. Like Vrabel's making the defensive calls, don't you think? I don't think so. I think, I think he's trained Shane Bowen to basically do what he think would do. Like him, yeah. Mm. I could be wrong. Do you, do you think? That's he definitely good. has a heavy hand in it. Like, like I, I, I definitely tonight. think if it, like if 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 Rabel looks out there and sees something, yeah, yeah I mean because I've seen him do it. Like he'll he'll look out there and then get real pissed and have to call a timeout. And he just starts like, doing that thing where he throws his head back, shaking his head. I used to not be a fan of that. I always wanted the CEO coach until big beautiful Josh Heupel strolled into my life. It's like yeah, man. Somebody where it's that at. Can dissect a deep. Yeah. I mean the last. I think he's as good as there's been to do it in the SEC offensively like that since uh, Spurrier. At number three, Matt Rule has filed a $5 million complaint against the Panthers. I wish I could file that kind of complaint. I'd like to register a complaint. The former Carolina five million dollars. The former Carolina Panthers coach Matt Rule has filed a arbitration suit against the team seeking about five million dollars in offset severance compensation, according to a source with the knowledge of the suit. Rule, who now has the head coach in Nebraska, is seeking money he believes he is still owed by the Panthers after he was fired on October tenth. Ain't leaving anything on the table. No. He he got a Sixty million dollar. Well, that was what he got from the Panthers. What did yeah. he get? Like seventy million from Nebraska. He was owed roughly thirty-four million dollars by the Panthers after his dismissal. He received a reported eight-year, seventy-two million dollar deal with Nebraska that offset <laughs> most of that. Yeah, that five million, man. Hey, we all listen, Russell. We all. Need... I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't leave it on the table either. I don't think he's losing a lot of sleep over it. He's got some lawyer. He says, "Look, there's five million dollars from the Panthers with my name on it. If you get it for me, a million of it is yours." And he coaches his team and just lets lawyers handle it. And we use that five million to convince somebody to come play for yeah. Nebraska. And finally, number four, number two, Tennessee Volunteers men's basketball team will be taking on the Florida Gators. 7 p.m. According to ESPN, Tennessee is a five-point favorite. Is it five, five and a half over five on FanDuel? Five and a half over on FanDuel. Matchup predictor over here on ESPN has Tennessee at an 80.4% chance to win it. Hmm. How do you feel about balls on the road? I think we should win. Is there still a pool underneath that floor down there? 
I don't think there was ever a pool underneath the floor. I think it was in the same building. Adjacent? Yeah. Are you sure? Because I thought that that was one of those gyms where you've seen that, right? Have you ever seen one of those? I saw it in uh, It's It's a a Wonderful wonderful Life. life. No, I mean, they've had them since then, but yeah. I'll get you the moon, Mary. That's your Jimmy Stewart? Uh, I didn't really try, but... That was even worse. Closer to the cowardly lion. I wasn't trying to do Jimmy Stewart. I was trying to do Marcus. Trying to do Marcus doing Jimmy Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Wow. A lasso around the moon, Mary. That's just just, not good. Okay. Thank you, though. Appreciate it. The top four at four is brought to you this afternoon by our good friends over at Malone and Costa Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles. Schedule your smile consultation online at KnoxvilleSmiles.com. Dr. Steve Malone. Dr. Michael Costa, Dr. Bree, doing great work over there at Knoxville Smiles, keeping Knoxville smiling long and strong. Ladies and gentlemen, you can call them at 865-539-1776 to set up an appointment, Knoxville Smiles. All right, so uh, we have open lines. If you would like to jump in, we'd love to hear from you. We will go open lines the rest of the way here. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the show they found the missing radioactive yeah capsule uh, yeah that we were talking about on the show yesterday it's like the needle in the haystack hunt now it is as you shows if you, if you want to find something bad enough you can find it well, i mean <laughs> it's something as highly radioactive as that thing was i'm just amazed i've just up until recently never really grasped or understood how big australia is until i went down a map video rabbit hole couple of weeks ago are you aware of how just how ginormous australia really is i mean to find i've seen maps before yeah but it it, it looks just like this upside down america it's kind of a giant island but i mean it's like easier to go like they were showing like what flights and it's like like transatlantic flights are a lot shorter than going from sydney to perth really yeah it's one of those things. It, it was one. Of, you see these things all the time. Like there's that spot out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean where you're actually closer. The closest you, the human beings to you, are on the International Space Station. You're what? closer. You're closer. If you're there's a spot in the middle of the Pacific where the actual human beings you are closest to physically are the astronauts on the space station. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. How in the world did we get here? Can I just say, as much as I would love to visit Australia, I refuse to go because they have spiders the size of your face, and I'm not about to be a part of that life. I agree with it. Hell with Australia. I mean, everything down there is poisonous and can kill you. Kangaroos and koala bears run around freely. Lots of sharks in the water. Uh, that's another fun rabbit hole to go down. The kangaroo people that end up getting attacked by kangaroos because, like, Usually they're pretty, they kick ass and take names, but I've seen some crazy Australian dudes just lay, lay a couple of kangaroos out. They had it coming, man. They really did. I mean, I, I guess if if you're getting attacked <laughs> by a wild up. animal, like you don't have time to, and he's, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. This could, uh, animal no. doesn't know. No, you got to fight for your life, fight for your right to party. Then, then the last thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you have your show back, uh, Russ, uh, you don't ever want to get in the water with a kangaroo. I'll keep that in mind. 
like they'll like, like they'll they'll kind of entice you into the water. How will exactly will they entice me into the water? Barrier? I'm not sure how they do it with humans. You don't ever want to get in the water with the, with a kangaroo nearby, especially not a male. They drown you. They're like known drowners. That's how they drown their prey or kill their prey. They get them in the water and hold them. How under. do they entice any species into the water? I don't know. You have to watch the videos, man. Hey, hey, come, hey, come hey. here, hey man, come here. I'm drowning. Help me, <laughs> please. <laughs> Just come over here. Yeah. <laughs> Devious kangaroo. Shout out to Webvol on Twitter. He, he he brought us another all-time name kicker. Rolf Benersk. Not familiar with his work. He should have been. He kicked during, during the 80s. Had a huge long career. And he also, for a while, was uh, Pat Sajak's replacement on wheel as a host. Really? Yeah. He's a big-time kicker. Pat Sajak still doing the thing, isn't he, man? Yeah, him and uh, Vanna. I didn't realize that was Vanna. Who did you think it was? Wasn't sure. I hadn't seen her in a long time. Neither have I. I haven't watched that forgotten show. Forgotten that ages. Know, times passed. And I know she's still doing it though. She's Vanna's kind of a little bit older Old. now. Yeah, that's what happens to people. Yeah, I realize that. If you're lucky, you get old. I think it's cool they let her keep having that job. They didn't push her out the door for a younger, more attractive model. She's up there with her fake hip and whatever else she's got going on. Still spinning those letters, man. Good for her. So, tonight, Tennessee plays at Florida Interesting side storyline. I was reading some of the Florida websites looking about this game. They have no confidence at all, which kind of gives me pause because it's eerily similar to the feeling that I got South from Carolina. the Kentucky websites going into that game. Oh, But, yeah, they they are expecting a massive beatdown for Tennessee. They do not have – I don't get the opinion that they're out on the coach because it's his first year and all. I think they think it's going to take time, but I think they just – I have a lot of respect for Tennessee and what what they're get what Tennessee is getting done, and they realize that they're not on that level. But one of the things I'd forgotten about is Jason Tobo, mm-hmm. who plays down there from Chattanooga, and we didn't talk about this story. I say we like Knoxville did not talk about this story at all last year, but he basically got his eye just about ripped out of his head against us last year. Really? Yeah. Who did it? I don't even know. Was that the game that got really, really ugly? I, I'm not sure. But Where Zakai? Yeah, at the end of the game. The that was with in. that Appleby kid. But he basically was blind in his eye after that game and had several operations, missed the rest of the season. And he's come back now. He's wearing goggles. But he's still like – trying to get over the mental hurdle of what it's like to play, knowing that, you know, one bad elbow could blind end you. your career yeah, and, bl- and perhaps blind you in, in one of your eyes. So he's struggling to How did that get happen? back. I don't know. I, I mean, it was an accident, but. Well, I mean, I realize that. I'm just, I'm just trying to remember the play where it yeah, happened. Yeah, well, I mean, nobody remember. Like, it, it wasn't a story that we really talked about here, but it obviously had a big impact on him and their season. Well, sure. I think part of that was because obviously it wasn't anything malicious or intentional. It was just a 
Not like that dude who almost caved Fulke's face in the year before. That was another thing I was disappointed in. Uh, that was uh, that was Dan the Man, wasn't it? Was Danny White our AD then? Yes. I was I was disappointed with. Uh, I thought him and Barnes both should have been a lot more vocal about whatever or the the lack of seriousness with which the conference and the NCAA took that situation. Well, they suspended the kid. For the rest of the season, as I recall, it was in the SEC tournament. Wrecked our season. I don't, I don't think that team was going anywhere. That wrecked anywhere. our season, Russ. <laughs> Oregon State wrecked our season. We got beefed in the first round. It was not Beavers fun, as I recall. Us. They did. They get good beaver pounding. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Your number if you want to get on the show this afternoon, breaking things down. Alert listener Jeff reminds me that Rick Barnes did put a hurting on Georgia in twenty eighteen. We beat them ninety six to fifty. I guess that was Tom Crean. Did you say twenty sixteen? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. I, I do remember that one. That, that got ugly. That got out of hand. Is Tom running his mouth? Tom likes to run that mouth. No, but. That was his I, first season. He had Tom Crean. I, I know it's a it's only 11 points, but there's something about the century, the, the half yeah, century mark. Yeah, you get over 50. Dude, they had out of 14 players they played last night, 11 scored in double digits. Everyone scored. Three, one had five, one had seven, and I think another one had eight. And the rest were all double digits. Their starting five had 20 or uh, four of their starting five had 20. It's a lot, man. That's a lot. A lot extra, as the kids say. we got to take a quick timeout. Stay with us. The drive continues Wednesday afternoon edition of the show. Back with more right after this. Well, I've got a lot of stories about men behaving badly on the docket today. Let's see how many of these actually feel like addressing. Okay. We'll start with, this is probably the biggest one, Eagles offensive lineman Josh Sills, indicted by Guernsey County Common Pleas Court ground jury on one count of rape and one count of kidnapping, both first-degree felonies. Uh, per the release, Sills engaged in sexual activity that was not consensual and held a victim against her will in December 2019. The alleged crime was immediately reported, which is strange that it would take this long to bring charges, but uh, was presented to the grand jury as being prosecuted by Special Prosecution Section of the Attorney General's Office. 25-year-old will appear in court February 16th at 1 p.m. The NFL said today that Sills has been placed on the commissioner's exempt list and is not permitted to participate in practices or games or travel with the Eagles while on the list. So, of course, Eagles getting ready for the Super Bowl will be without Josh Sills. And I'm not going to read the 
allegations was scanning through it during the break. Suffice to say, if he is actually guilty of what he's accused of in this police report, he belongs in prison. Yeah. So he appeared in one game this year. Okay. So maybe not a big loss for the Eagles, but still, I mean, like you said, like you just got done saying, if what it says in this police report is is true and it's found to be true, then yeah, he needs to be in uh, an Ohio State prison probably for, I'd say, the bulk of the rest of his life. Just amateur layman's legal opinion, you got to do something if this victim reported the crime immediately. This happened in December of 2019. We got to do something about moving the process up. Why on earth is it taking almost three years? Uh, three years to break charges. Long. I mean, if, if she, I've read the same thing. I, that struck me too. I'm like, sounds like she reported as soon as she was humanly, humanly possible. Yeah. Again, if if guilty, she was done a tremendous disservice too. But hopefully, justice is served there. Meanwhile, moving along. We're all familiar with the Kevin Costner classic Dances with Wolves, I hope. Is that on the list of awesome things Bear hates? I don't know because I, I don't hate it. I've just I've never seen it. You've never seen Dances with Wolves? Yeah. Oh, it's a great movie. It, it's not the same. Like like Hoosiers? Like, I hate that. that that's like a but dumb you ne- movie. you've never seen it. I saw about 10 minutes of it and was like, but You've never seen it. Dumb. Dumb. But Dances with Wolves, I may watch it one day. I just haven't yet. Anyway, great film. Uh, lots of Native American actors in it, um, obviously, and one of them is in trouble today. Las Vegas police arresting and raiding the home of former Dances with Wolves actor turned alleged cult leader accused of sexually wow. assaulting young indigenous girls during a period spanning two decades, according to police records obtained by the Associated Press. Nathan Lee chasing his horse, who goes by Nathan Chasing Horse, was taken into custody in the afternoon near the North Las Vegas home he is said to share with his five wives. Okay. SWAT officers were seen outside the two-story home in the evening as detectives searched the property. He was known for his role as the young Sioux tribe member Smiles A Lot in the Oscar-winning Kevin Costner film. Also gained a reputation among tribes across the U.S. and Canada as a so-called medicine man who performed healing ceremonies and spiritual gatherings and police allege used his position to abuse young Native American girls. Put his ass in jail. Give him a cell with cells. His arrest is the culmination of a months-long investigation that began after police received a tip in October of 2022, according to a 50-page search warrant obtained by the AP. Chasing Horse is believed to be the leader of a cult known as The Circle. Ooh. It's a good name for a cult. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. The Circle. You're out of the circle. Do not question. Smiles a lot. You'll be out of the circle, too. Comes as state attorneys general and lawmakers around the United States are looking into creating specialized units to handle cases involving Native women. 
In South Dakota, the Attorney General's office has put a new focus on crimes against Native American people, including human trafficking and murders. Jeez. Bad stuff goes on in these reservations, evidently. Do you have a favorite Native American actor? I don't know too many of them, but I, I have one that jumps to mind immediately. Who? Wes Studi. He was Magua in um, Last of the Mohicans. Oh. Tell me you've seen that. Uh-uh. Oh, man. There was um, oh, the old man that played the chief in Hell on Wheels. I can't remember the actor's name. He was really good. West Duty was in using Dance with the Wolves too. Scary looking guy. Like he he's usually the bad Indian. Were they accurate with like their how they actually really the tribe dressed and their war paint? In what? Dance with the Wolves? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I mean I think they, they definitely were in hell on wheels and it was it was scary looking. Yeah. Imagine just on your wagon with your family. Trying to make it was, through the wilderness, and that's politically incorrect anymore. But um, I love Native American stuff. Did you see what was that movie a couple of years ago with Christian Bale, where they're trying to find the the woman? Oh, uh, uh, man, what was it called? Hostels. You see that? Huh. Ooh, that was oh, intense. One of the most intense opening scenes you'll ever see in a movie. That is the docket brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the car wreck pro attorneys. Check them out online at foxandfarmer.com. If you're in need of legal representation, they're a good supporter of Fan Run Radio, and they want to support you during your time of need. If you're injured in an accident, give them a call today. Set up a free, no obligation consultation with Fox and Farmer, 865-531-9400 is their number. 531-9400. They're online at foxandfarmer.com. East Tennessee's Car Wreck Pro Attorneys. As we get set to go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines where Phil is next. Good afternoon, Phil. Mike, sorry, W. Hey, what's up, Philly? How are you, Baron? Uh, Marcus doing? Doing well. You're sounding a little better. But... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't be, get, I mean, can't take less to feel better than I was uh, Saturday and Sunday. But, uh, there's a hard Tom Brady fan didn't make it in today. What, what's wrong with him playing hooky because Tom Brady kind of uh, hangs it up? Oh, I slept in today. Was he not here this morning? He, he needs to be living in a cave somewhere after that bad take on Zakai Ziegler. I wonder who he's going to go to now, like Josh Allen, watch him choke every year. The Bills, he's still young, though, man. He, he's still got time. He's still got time. He did kind of choke this year, though, didn't he? Well, they were a team to beat. Of course, that uh, player getting uh, what happened to him might have had a lot to do with their collapse. I don't know. I mean, he was a defensive player, right? I mean, it shouldn't really impact their offense. They had plenty of time to digest that. Hamlin had been back at the facility. It's clear he's going to live. If anything, like I think it would – Provide some sort of emotional boost. They were one of the 
top offenses in any level of football for most of the season. I mean, they were so much fun to watch at the end of last year and at the beginning of this year. Oh, the Bengals have pretty good defense, but come on, man. Come on, you're you're playing at home and all you could what did they score? 17 points that game? I think so. Maybe yeah. 10. Like, I mean, it was got to do better than that. You figure if snow would have fired the fire there. You would think. Yeah. yeah. Actually, they only scored 10. 10 points at home. Yeah. Mm. So this new stadium is going to have artificial turf. I mean, I would think so. I mean, I would guess. I Are there any indoor stadiums that have natural grass besides the one in Arizona where they kind of roll it outside to get natural sunlight during the day? Want to say, I, I think there's more than just that one. I mean, it, again, I'm no grass expert. I'm not a grass expert. But I would think it would be hard to grow natural grass indoors. Yeah. Are, uh, is there going to be a roof in this uh, uh, stadium in Nashville? A what? A roof. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like. Yeah, I mean, the. the preliminary drawings that came out a month or so ago show i mean it's it's a domed stadium i mean it's it's like a it's not glass it's like some sort of fabric much like what they have at sofi stadium in los angeles but it's not retractable it's a roof really cool yep. all right it, would they be able to put baseball in that stadium it's a good question i don't know now what what i have heard and don't take my word for this, but I believe I'd heard at some point that the Sounds Stadium, the Nashville Sounds, the AAA team that plays there, is um, that that stadium has room around it to where it could be expanded into a major league type stadium if they were to ever get a team. Well, I think it's just a matter of time. For Nashville? Yeah. Probably be, what, uh, which, is it the Rays? They talked, the Rays talked about moving there a couple of years ago. Now they have, they're moving along with talks for a new ballpark in Tampa. So I would imagine they would stay there. I don't know if there's any other teams that are looking about moving, but they're the Oakland A's. The A's, yeah. I mean, the last I'd heard, they were uh, talking about moving to Las Vegas. Hmm. But an expansion team is always a possibility. I know they yeah. wanted it. Uh, I, I thought that the the reason was they wanted a a team that would end up in the AL East. Well, they switched stuff around. They've been doing that in the last uh, twenty years in baseball, anyway. Yeah, I, I can. Houston used, you... used to be in the National yeah. League. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right. Did uh, was Milwaukee? They used to be in the American League. They're in the National now, right? That's right. Yeah, they sure did. Uh, I mean, the Astros. That's what he just said. Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear. Oh Lord, I tell you what. What the, uh, tonight? I'm scared tonight. I I think Florida may beat him. Uh, uh, the last time we went down to Florida, Florida stomped their tails in it down there. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Was that the year before last? Yeah, Keon, yeah. that bunch got exposed, I think, because he just scored 49 points. Well, this is a different team. Uh, that, that COVID year was so strange, man. Um, 
really hard for me to hold that against coaches or players. But um, you're, you, it's never an easy trip down there to what do they call it now? Exact Tech Arena. Well, it's, it's Billy Donovan Court, isn't it? Yeah, and I'll be interested to see. You know, when their fans get to those games, they've got a really loud student section that's right on top of you, and they're into the games, and it can be hostile down there. But as you know, Phil, when it's not going well, those folks tune out. Yeah. They're not like us. They, they don't show up for mediocre basketball. So I'll be interested to see what kind of crowd they have there, how big it is, and how engaged they are. If Tennessee comes out there and smothers them, holds them to 20 points or so in the first half and can get a decent lead, I could see those students going home, arena getting dead, and Tennessee just strangling the life out of them. It's kind of refreshing that all the major sports uh, we've got, we're up on Florida now. It used to be the other way around. Yeah. I mean, they, how quickly things change, Phil. I mean, just short, two, two years ago, Tennessee was in the wasteland, and now Tennessee's riding high, and Florida's struggling, and don't you just hate to see it? <laughs> So who's this uh, quarterback they got uh, from uh, out in West Tennessee that's a uh, preferred walk-on? Uh, Cameron or something like that? Yeah, his kid's name's Ryan Dameron. Um, played at Henry County. So, I mean, they were in the state championship game the past two years. Lost to Powell and West. And, um, you know, he's listed 5'11", 179. I, you know, I'm not trying to put the kid down, Phil, but there's a reason he's walking on. Right, I mean this, yeah. And more power to him, man. It, I, I hope he has a great experience over here. But if you ever get into a situation where he's got to play, it's probably a bad situation. Well, yeah. Hopefully, it won't come to that. But need three guys who can play if if it happens. I mean, I've seen stranger things happen. Yeah, I get the feeling that that Gaston Moore kid is going to be the emergency QB. That's a kid that's been with him the longest, knows the offense. Well, and he trusts him. Yeah, I mean, he he's a decent sized kid. He's listed at six foot two and uh, one eighty two, probably up near two hundred now because this is his recruiting profile from when he was a prospect back in twenty twenty. But you know, he went to UCF and knows Heupel's system and everything. Again, if he's playing, we're probably in a pretty tight spot. But I would think that he could at least go out there and kind of run your offense, make a couple of throws for you, knows the plays, know where everybody's supposed to go, just because he's been in it for so long. Yeah. Well, it looks like uh, Kermit Davis will be the first uh, coach fired in the SEC this year, won't it? Yeah, things just not working out for him down there. That's kind of surprising, Phil. I thought when he went there from MTSU, you know, he those – there's good coach. Yeah, Michigan State in the tournament that year and kind of figured that, you know, Ole Miss is a tough job and probably never going to go to the Final Four or build a juggernaut down there, but thought he could do at least as well as Andy Kennedy did, and he did not do as well as Andy yeah. Kennedy did. Well, well at least we're uh, uh, on top right now. I mean, we're, we're in good shape, and it's hard to believe after uh, just a few – couple years ago we were in total disarray yeah 
Just got to get this dub tonight, Phil. All right, see. Keep winning. Voluntary reaction as soon as the game is over. Just to answer your question, uh, Arizona is the only indoor stadium with grass. That's what I thought. Hmm. There's not that many teams left with grass. Well, I know Rex Road said earlier that he thinks they should have grass indoors. I, mean, I, I mentioned I, that, too. I, I mean, just feel like you have to have a retractable roof. If you're either that or you have yeah. to have that really elaborate system what, of or, what Arizona has where you can slide it out. Well, that or they've got the actual grow lights that they can roll out there, but then it's like what Rexer was talking about. I imagine all that stuff, uh, any one of those options gets pretty pricey. But you would think of any sport that could afford it. Yeah, one would it think. It would be the NFL. I mean, if, if I own one of these pla- – I mean, I, I guess for, like, what do they do – like for World Cup, because those have to be played on grass, correct? Yeah. Well, I know, like, they've had games. Where they have a temporary sod field yeah, put in? Yeah. Like when they had the Copa America uh, down at Jerry World one year, they just brought in real grass and basically laid it over the the artificial turf field down there. Yeah. But that's not a long term solution. Well, that's, no, I, I can't believe. Uh, I'm, I wonder how much that. That runs you. I mean, are we going cheap? Do you just go ahead and say, you know what? If we're going to build a dang $2 billion stadium, we're just going to put a retractable roof on it? Either that or you could do that deal that Arizona does, but I don't know if they've got the room down. The retractable roof makes the most sense. What's what's better, a retractable roof or a retractable field? I think the roof is the end of the day yeah because if you have like a really nice day yeah open the roof Yeah, absolutely there have been many times though and i'm afraid that our season opener next year is going to be one of these where you go to that that stadium man in september and you are just baking oh for sure and now you're out in the turf and he's just going to radiate up off of it it's gonna be brutal they dr danny should insist that that game's played at night yeah i think we should have forced him to play it at neyland personally but that's just that's just me quick time out the drive continues if you want to jump in 865-546-8200 your number 546-8200 your number to get on the big orange phillies phone lines we'll take a quick break back with more right after this the the- Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Wrapping up hour number two of the program. Let's go back to the phones. Jamie is next. Good afternoon, Jamie. Oh, what's up, Russ? What's going on, man? Long time no talk. How you been? Doing good, man. Yeah, man. It's a hectic out here, bro. What, you got a job or something? You're working for a living, trying to make money? Trying to buy these $7 eggs, man. (laughs) Oh, man, Um, you need to invest in a couple of hens it sounds like tell me about it i was at the store the other day and i seen the old the the dreaded uh product unavailability uh sticker limiting one does per cuss let's go buy you a couple of chickens jamie that's a good idea bear yeah for real would you buy eggs from jamie no i don't need a whole lot of (laughs) eggs jamie's egg emporium yep buy one get one (laughs) <laughs> um, so the good mayor and you guys, we were just 
uh, regaling how good things are right now, and they are, man. I I can't even think of a time where all three of us, the major sports over there, have lined up in the top five like they are right now. But still, somehow, you clowns on the drive are driving a wedge oh. between. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we got. Yeah, you you can't wait to turn on your fellow Tennessee fan who has a different opinion. It's all about the hate with y'all, and you drug young Marcus into it. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, what we, are we talking what, about what right now? Is... What's going on? Oh, y'all, y'all are talking like y'all, y'all keep bar. We got Barnes bashers and Hickman, Barnes ba- Barnes. Ba- Listen, let me tell y'all a little something about Barnes. It, it's kind of <laughs> like with JG. If JG went to the NFL and threw a touchdown pass on every throw and won every game, it would not change the fact that the guy sucked while he was here. So and for everybody that says, you know, I'd love, like with you, Marcus, and I, I'm a big Marcus fan, but when you say I'd love to rub it in the face of the Barnes Bashers, dude, I want the guy to win too because he's a coach of Tennessee. But it, even if he wins it all this year, it is not going to change the fact that the guy is under a cheek. I think it does change something. You have a championship. I, I, I would argue even no. further before I'm not, I'm not going to cede the ground and, and allow you to come in here and, and say that he's underachieved. I mean, the, really? the, the, no, the numbers don't back you up, Jamie. If if you take it, they do uh, back me up. Man. No, let's they do, really let's do don't. Numbers. Let's do numbers. Let's do numbers. How, uh, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. How many weeks? How many weeks was Tennessee in the top five before Rick Barnes? How many weeks has Tennessee spent in the top five in college basketball since his arrival? Oh, we're 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 hanging banners for being ranked number one. Being a top five program year in and year out, Jamie. That's all. I, I, maybe our I'm just maybe different than you. Maybe it is. Maybe that's the case. I'm a. I'm one of those that Russ refers to as I'm a tournament only guy. I don't care if you go 35 and 0. If you win, if you lose in the first week of the tournament, your your season was a failure. Well, let me ask you period. this. Period. Let me ask you this, Jamie. Who would you rather be? Would you rather be Tennessee and consistently ranked in the top 25 or better conference championship tournament, uh, SEC tournament championship? live in the NCAA tournament every single year, or would you rather be South Carolina, who went to a Final Four just a couple of years ago? They they have something that we don't. They've been to the Final Four. But it was just that one year, and they've been yeah. largely irrelevant. I would rather be consistent. We're, again, like, we, we got do. more in common than we do, do different. We all want to go to the Final Four. We're all chasing the same goal. I just think you have a rather harsh 10,000-foot view of Rick Barnes's body of work. Well, okay, you know what? That's fair, Russ. I, I will, you know, it, the regular season is part of it, and it's a big part of it. And I and I'd be lying if I said I don't enjoy, you know, dominating. You know, watching us uh, dominate teams, you know, day in and day out. I I do fully expect us to handle the six points tonight. Anybody else on that with me? Yes. Yes, me too. That's the big one for tonight. So. Let's go well, and, and I'll just but, say this too, Jamie. Like, people are. It, it's one thing to be worried about flaming out in the tournament and kind of expecting to flame out in the tournament because that's Rick Barnes's track record. I feel that right. way. But we've got. When I say Barnes bashers, I'm talking about we got people that are like have been ripping this team. Oh, they're not as fun to watch offensively. They don't have a go-to guy. Oh, they really blew that game against Kentucky. Like people who are mad about this season and we're ranked number 2. 
I'm not mad about this season, but we are not fun to watch on offense. I love winning, though. I would rather win ugly than lose pretty. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You like watching this team score, uh, go up and down the floor four minutes without scoring a point? They haven't been, number one, they haven't been doing that as much this year. That That, that is a bugaboo for these guys. You, you going to yeah. tell me you didn't like watching Olivier Camois work this past Saturday or Zakai Ziegler? I did. I did. I did. See, threes raining down and, and you know, the, the high-flying dunks that they I mean, I think we're on. top 30 now in Ken Palm offensive efficiency. You know, top 30, you'd rather be a little higher. But it's not like we're playing some archaic Tony Bennett brand of Kevin O'Neill looking thing. Hey, that's a good. You know, you bring up a name right there, Russ. Uh, Tony Tony Bennett basketball. You know, normally in the top five. You know, don't tend to do much in the tournament. Except for that year, that's they did. A, that is kind of a comparison, isn't it? Like a Lloyd Carr, Philip Palmer <sighs> type thing. Man, I mean, he he won a championship. You know, he's he's had one of the most embarrassing moment, probably the most embarrassing moment in NCAA t- tournament history, and he's been to the top of the mountain. So. I mean, uh, would you trade Tennessee's success for what they've had? I mean, he's a young yeah, coach. Yes. Right? For that yes. one natty. Well, yes, how about but, you? But you just – see, I don't know because you just told, got through talking about how you can't stand watching this team play offense. I really could not stand watching them play offense. I mean, that's brutal. Yeah. Even you know the year they this... won, it was brutal. You, hey, the defense is so good, it makes up for some of the lack of, you know, excitement on offense. Would you ever thought you'd hear me say that? But I certainly do enjoy watching us suffocate teams, man. Just sitting on them, man. We've and several just, several times this year, and I think we could do it again tonight because I don't think Florida's very good. And the teams will tap out against Tennessee. You know, you had um, LSU tapped out, man. Georgia tapped out. There was a point in the second half of those games – Burt Bertelkamp talked about it on this show last week. He said, you just see it in their eyes. They didn't want it anymore. They're like, all right, we're done. <laughs> we're good here. You guys win. Uncle. Yeah, I played I played more basketball coming up, you know, through grade and junior and high school than I did most other sports. And so I'm, I, re- I relate to it a little bit better. And just being on the other end of what Tennessee does, I just, I've been there. And man, it just it just sucks the everything out of your team, man. When you can't get anything working, you don't have anything that works on offense. You you get you get frustrated. Your play starts getting frustrated. You know it, and uh, I enjoy watching it. I um, I hope everybody else out there does too. Um, but um, Jamie, yeah, it sounds I like just, you're coming uh, around to my line of thinking here over the course of this phone call. You were all fired yeah. up coming in, and now it's like you're singing my song, brother. <laughs> Well, my my biggest problem is it's not Barnes. It's uh, why why do why do y'all race so hard to throw a division between Tennessee fans? We're finally good. You know, let let us have a different have, opinion. You I'm know not who we're talking about, man. You, you have it, you listened it, to them? I mean, these are yeah, some of the listen, most. When you they, say they Barnes just, they just throw at, gas bombs out in the middle, and they think it's I'm funny. I'm a card carrying member. Of the you know, people, when you say Barnes Bashers, they can't go through three names before mine pops up. So, Jamie, let me ask you a quick um, question because another yes, part of this has been the divisiveness of Zakai Ziegler in particular. That, no, yeah. th- no, that's not even a conversation. Yes, that's, it is. That's something one guy is having. Like, I mean, poor Adam Hickman has garnered more airtime on this show than just about anybody for this nonsense. You guys are giving him what he wants, man. Quit 
putting oxygen in that fire. He's the only one that thinks that in the world. He's the only one. He's out there by himself. He's a moron. <laughs> Fine. I won't ask my quick question, Jamie. <laughs> That's all right. We can talk about the Celtics. Are yeah. they fielding yeah, a team this year? Not, don't we? Oh, yeah. We're, uh, there's amid some controversy, too, because of the Man, LA the Lakers. way LeBron acted at the end of that game. Childish. You think people, so... people wonder why he gets a, a bad rap. I mean, dude, you are a grown-ass man throwing a temper tantrum on a basketball mm-hmm, court for a, a regular season game. Like, when my 8-year-old acts like that, I chastise him. You are a grown man. The, the only thing I'll say is, is 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 that ref. Some people did some some looking into his Facebook. Him and his family, all big That's time fine. Celtics That's fine. fans. Act like a man. Right, yeah. Like register your complaint like an adult. Literally, pounding the floor and kicking and crying and screaming <laughs> like a toddler. JB, we got to run. Thank you. It's good to hear from you. All right, hour, yeah, hour number three of the drive coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio.